to the Couch Scout Sports Podcast, bringing you the latest news and scores from the world of sports. Here are your hosts, Noah Bowick and Anthony Bill. What is up, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Couch Scouts Podcast. You are listening to Noah and Anthony as we continue with our MLB Divisional Preseason Primers. Today we have the AL East that we're going to be talking about. So the Red Sox and the Yankees are heading up that division. Um, But first, we want to just let you guys know that you can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Scouts Pod, as well as if you want to submit any listener questions for us to uh, give answers to on the podcast, go ahead and give us an email at thecouchscoutspod at gmail.com. And one super exciting announcement that we have for you is March Madness is coming up, Anthony. Are you yes, excited sir. about that? March Madness. Let's go. Uh, we're super Let's pumped go. about that. We are actually going to be running a Couch Scouts bracket challenge for you guys. We're doing a free giveaway. That's right. You can win free money. It doesn't cost you anything. You can win a $25 gift card just by simply one following the podcast and then commenting on our post and tagging three friends and you guys can all enter anyone can win uh, whoever has the high score at the end of the tournament wins so yeah. uh, get ready for that and the brackets release sunday night so yeah. get ready to make a bracket and we'll give you some more information on that on the instagram so go ahead and give us a follow there yeah we're gonna get started anthony it's been a crazy, before we get into baseball, it's been a crazy week of, I guess they call NFL, it the, the NFL free yeah. agency. Um, what has been your, I guess, quick analysis? If you could sum up what the free agency has been this year in, in two sentences, what has it been for you? I'll just give you two words. March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> March Madness has a new meaning. It's NFL right now, um, but it's been insane. I, I feel like this might just the NBA has kind of started it, where it seems like a lot of players are kind of dictating where they want to go now. Yeah. And they seem like they're getting more control. And Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are kind of just pioneering it. Like, you know what? We don't want to be where we're at. So they have started a big domino effect. A bunch of people just moving everywhere. It's been exciting. Um, but, yeah, I would say just March Madness. It's been a new form of March Madness. It's crazy. Yeah. This is, this is the, I think, the NFL that I want to see last yes. year. There was hardly any moves, but yeah. I mean, this year you talk about three of probably the top ten offensive players in the NFL yep. that are moving to different teams. There's tons of teams mm-hmm. making moves within the draft and and within uh, their organization, signing players, releasing players. So yeah. uh, why don't you go ahead and just break down some of the big signings that have happened, and yeah. uh, we can talk about a few of them. Um, let's start with a couple trades. Obviously, because we've been talking about Antonio Brown for the longest, and he was finally moved. And, you know, uh, we had, obviously, a special guest, Jeremy Gonzalez, a few weeks ago, a big 49ers fan. Yes. Um, well, he went to the other bay, the the Oakland, the Oakland area, to yes. the Raiders, which, obviously, they're not going to be Oakland for long. It's going to be Vegas. So, But, yeah, Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. So... You know, at first, I was a little confused. I'm like, what are the Raiders doing? You know, you trade a 24-year-old potential big-time wide receiver in Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. And I was like, all right, I get it. You get a first-round pick. But now you trade for a 31-year-old 
wide receiver, but they only gave up a third and fifth rounder. So honestly, you flipped Amari Cooper for yeah. a first round pick, a third round pick, or a first round pick and Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's pretty big. I think that's that's solid. That's a good deal. Antonio Brown still has a couple years left, so I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Brown to the Raiders? I love it. Yeah, I guess. It, it shows me that if you want your way in the NFL, you can get your way. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, right. And for whatever reason, it's two players on the Steelers that, that did that this offseason with Le'Veon Bell wanting out and sitting out and then yeah. uh, just kind of the downfall of Antonio Brown. But yeah. I think it's a good move for, for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime that you get, arguably, he could be the second best wide receiver of all time behind Jerry Rice. And he said that he that's who he, he wants to surpass. So. Yeah. Wow. He's he's turning 31 this year, but I think it's a good move for him. He mm-hmm. he's gotten everything that he's wanted up to this point, and now it's going to be time for him to actually show what he still has left in the tank. So yeah. I'm excited um, to see him, and I guess we'll see if they adjust the quarterback situa- situation or if they're uh, going to roll with their card. But they also yeah. signed Tyrell Williams from the Chargers yes. this week, so they got a one-two, and then they got Jordy Nelson. Um, veteran, thirty-four-year-old wide receiver, but and do the, they still have Jared Cook or no? Um, he has not moved yet, so okay. that's a good one too. Yeah, they have a solid offense now. Yeah, you know? it will just be, I think, the running back situation and, that they'll have to address. And another one, I don't know if we put it on it. Troy Brown as left tackle or yeah. Trent Brown. Trent sorry. Brown, yeah, Trent Brown. That's a big one because that's a big problem Derek Carr had last year. Yeah, no protection. You know, and Derek Carr and Antonio Brown are like. They they seem like they really love each other. I saw a video yesterday. They they were hanging out already, and yeah. Derek Carr's like, just in awe, like yeah. looking at Antonio Brown, like, oh my God, look at this new toy I just got. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun watching them. So, uh, yeah, let's let's move on. Another big time diva wide receiver, honestly, <laughs> who I think is the best wide receiver in football when he's on the field and healthy. Yeah. OBJ. Yeah. To the Cleveland Browns. So. Oh man. I'm just saying, before Kareem Hunt signed, before. Uh, OBJ was traded. I remember saying a few weeks ago, "Watch out for the Browns to win the AFC North." I, I think man. they're just making I, it's just even more now. You're looking like a smart man now. <laughs> for one thing, finally, <laughs> there we go. The the Browns, like the Cleveland Browns, people. Yes. The Cleveland Browns are gonna be in the top five to ten for the first time, I think, in my lifetime, on Vegas betting odds for Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw the odds. The odds last night were fourteen to one to win the Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns, which is incredible. Yeah. So they Cleveland win. Browns, man. Yeah. And and they're they're not done. They still have money to spend. Uh, Duke Johnson is on the trade block. Also, that's news today. Yeah. But yeah, so Kareem Hunt, OBJ, they they lost Jabril Peppers, uh, a first round pick and a third round pick. But let's be honest. I mean, even if you drafted the best wide receiver in this class, DK Metcalf, in the first round. He's not Odell Beckham. Yeah. So and and Odell is still young, and his he's with his best friend Jarvis Landry. So man, that offense, Chiefs 2.0 coming your way. You yeah. know, Maybe even better. Yeah. If Baker can perform half of what Mahomes has done, which yeah. I think he has it in him. Not Mahomes 50 touchdowns and balling like that, but Baker has talent. Yeah, I can only imagine what Cleveland fans are oh, experiencing right now. I was watching a video so right excited. before we started recording this, and this this guy Crying. was just running around the house screaming like a little girl, and yeah, his man. wife's like, I don't know, like, what? What's going on? I don't understand. But and he, he literally was at a loss for words. He was just screaming. He couldn't believe it. But yeah. for a franchise that has been kind of the laughing stock of the NFL for the longest time, yeah. um, now we, you got to respect him. you got to watch out. and. 
They're legit, now they, man. Now they gotta, now they gotta go out there and perform and, on the field. And I'm I know excited. they they were linked. They were wanting Earl Thomas, who Earl Thomas is another safety that's out there because they traded Jabril Peppers. They right. were wanting Earl Thomas, who signed with the Ravens, which we'll we'll talk about that. Well, I'll just say it now. Earl Thomas signs with the Ravens, so big loss for my Cowboys, but yeah, all good. Um, yeah, very shocking. Um, but Eric Berry was released by the Chiefs yesterday, and I think the and John Dorsey, former Chiefs, you know. Would not be surprised if Eric Berry ends up in Cleveland, you know, yeah. to replace that safety position. Yeah. So they're just going to keep getting even better, I think. Yeah. So, uh, and then let's move on to Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm happy for him. He got a deal. He He's he's happy. But it's a little sad because he's not making the money he would have made last year. No. Like, he honestly, he's making less money in the long run than he would have if he would have taken the Steelers deal. But, hey, he didn't want to be there. He felt disrespected by them, whatever, and he signs with the Jets, four year, fifty two million. Yeah. Um, I just it's good good move for him, I guess. You know, the Jets were one of the teams we've talked about, the Jets, Colts that could potentially sign him, but Yeah, it's funny because when all this talk started last year with Le'Veon Bell, a Jets fan tweeted out <laughs> Hey Le'Veon, if we raise sixty million dollars in cash Will you come to the Jets? And he tweeted back. He's like, sixty million wouldn't even be enough for me to consider it. And here he signs a four-year, fifty-two million-dollar deal with the Jets. So he's making less than even that what the Jets fans wanted to raise, and even less than what the Steelers were willing to offer. So yeah, it makes me wonder what really is the culture of the Steelers organization to lose two superstars like that. Obviously, it. It was about money for Le'Veon Bell, but at the end of the day, it seems like it actually wasn't that much about... It was more so about just getting out of Pittsburgh and yeah. getting to a, to a new uh, location. So, um, yeah, the Jets, they signed as well. C.J. Mosley mm. uh, on a big deal, $80 million deal. So that will be um, a much improved defense and a much improved offense. Yeah. Um, they just so, need a wide receiver. Yep. That's all the Jets need now. Well, they need a lot more, but yeah. wide receivers where they need to go yeah. in the draft, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, so like we said, Earl Thomas with the Ravens. So that was just a shocker because they let Eric Weddle go, which yes. we talked about last week. It was kind of like, oh, okay, why would you let Eric Weddle go to sign a safety for a lot more money than you could have got for Weddle? Right. I get it. Earl Thomas probably a better safety at this point of their career compared to Eric Weddle. But, um, yeah, and then uh, Houston Texans, they have signed Bradley Roby, uh, a solid cornerback from Denver you yep. know, for years. Um, that's a big deal for them. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, to the Chiefs. That's big. Um, the Chiefs need help on that defense, and I'm surprised because they signed Tyron Matthew, but they've gotten rid of three of their key defenders yeah. with Justin Houston, D. Ford, and Eric Berry yesterday. Right. So I don't know what the Chiefs are doing, but hey, that their defense. They had these three on their defense last year. I know Eric Berry was out a lot, obviously. And their defense wasn't that good, so maybe they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna move on and start something new." So maybe that's—I don't know—that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah, I would look. Yeah, I would look for them to definitely pursue some some young defensive mm-hmm. talent in the draft and just kind of build from there. Obviously, the the price tag on D Ford, Justin Houston, and Eric Berry was gonna be substantial, yeah. given their age and just given the direction of the offense with Kansas City. It would make more sense to save money and. They got. I mean, yeah, they got They got to have money for Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek. Yeah, and Tyreek. So, so that makes that does make sense looking at it there. Yeah. Um, another 
big name was Terrell Suggs moving to the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, um, I didn't even see that one. Wow. Yeah, he he said he wanted to play one more year, and the Ravens ended up releasing him. And so he goes to the Cardinals on a, a one-year deal. But uh, just another big name there in the AFC North that uh, gets moved out of the division. So it They're really just making is, it easier for the Browns, man. Yeah, really. It's falling in line for them. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, LaMarcus Joyner is another big uh, – he was a safety yeah. from the Los Angeles Rams and moves to Oakland. So a big move for the Oakland defense, kind of shoring up the secondary – uh, and then why don't you talk about D-Jax and where he's going. <laughs> he's going back to Philly. Um, and he, uh, watching him with Tampa, he's still got the speed. Yeah. And honestly, that's one thing that I think Philly's been wanting is a deep threat. Alshon Jeffrey can go, but he's not the speedster. He just goes up and high points it. You know, Nelson Aguilar. But D-Jax is back. He's yeah. definitely that deep ball. I would have loved to see him with Nick Foles throwing the deep ball. Yeah. Because Carson Wentz hasn't really been that great of a deep ball thrower yet. Um, but D-Jack's back to Philly. It's going to be good seeing him in that uniform again. I loved him and the Cowboys. They used to go at it. Um, and speaking of Nick Foles, yes. he finally got paid. And boy, did he get paid. Yes. Four years, $88 million yep. to the Jags. Yes. So, so Jacksonville hopefully has their quarterback now. Yeah. Well, they better because they released Blake Bortles that's yesterday. Right. They did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, Nick Foles gets a f- uh, $88 million deal. It's $50 million guaranteed. And then with the added incenti- incentives, uh, he's looking at upwards of $100 million, which is just crazy, but it shows the value of, um, of the quarterback position at this point. And the Jaguars know that they had a window to compete, and I think they know that that window is still available. And that, so they just need to bring in a player who they know can has proven that he can compete. Um, I'm excited to see him yeah. with, with the core of, of Jacksonville. And just even for those wide receivers, I was feeling so bad for D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, uh, D.J. Chark, wide receivers for the Jaguars with uh, Blake Bortles. But I think Foles yeah. comes in and really revamps that offense uh, and helps out the run game as well. Uh, and then another player was Trey Flowers, who moves on from the Patriots and signs a five-year deal with the Lions. So he goes out and gets paid a year after winning, or not a year after, a few months after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, it just kind of goes to show that for some guys, winning is everything, and for others, it's about getting money. And I think you kind of go back and forth into different seasons of your life as a professional athlete, but he went and got the ring, and now he's going out to to Detroit and getting paid. Uh, another player that is headed to Detroit as well was Danny Amendola. Not a huge, not a huge name, but he'll probably fill that slot role yeah. that Golden Tate left that they tried to work in Bruce Ellington with in 2018. But yeah. I, th- I would assume that he'd have a pretty good fit uh, in that scheme there. Um, and then the last two, Landon Collins goes to the Redskins. He leaves the Giants, and my gosh, what are the Giants doing? I have no they're idea. They're tanking for Tua. Yeah, they're tanking for something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Landon Collins signs a big deal. I think it was eighty six million. Four or five years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, to the Redskins, and then as well, Case Keenum gets traded from the Denver Broncos to the Washington Redskins. So it will be Keenum and Colt McCoy competing yeah. for the starting job there. Yeah, and and one more that came in just a little bit ago, right before we started recording, yeah. because Landon Collins is pretty much replacing him is Haha Clinton Dix, yeah. who was traded to the Redskins by the Packers. Haha Clinton Dix signed with. Arguably 
the best defense in football, and he just makes them better, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So that's a big move for him. It's a big move for the Bears. Um, what's his name? The, on the back end of Chicago, I'm sorry. He was a rookie last year. A bunch of picks from Alabama. Is it Eddie Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, and Haha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Two Alabama boys back there that with Khalil Mack wreaking havoc. It's oh, just man. that defense is going to be even better. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to see Aaron Rodgers and Stafford going up against that defense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I want to go back and just have a quick conversation about this. So, Rob Gettleman, uh, he's the mm-hmm. owner GM of the Giants. Giants. Yeah. What what are the Giants doing? Because they they just got Saquon Barkley, and they have Evan Ingram, a good tight end. They have young assets, and we have watched this entire free agent period where they've traded away players, they've released players, mm-hmm. and now they stand with Saquon Barkley and Eli Manning. Trade away OBJ, their best asset, and it's like, if I'm Saquon, I'm I'm angry, yeah, because I just we had a they had a really good offense, but it's like, why are they holding on to Eli? They yeah. they should have drafted a quarterback last year. Who knows if they'll now draft they one this year? But I, for the me, the guy is there. Yeah, the guy's there. But for me, now it makes sense. Yeah. Hey, you might as well tank another year and go for go for Tua. You yeah, know. but I, I still feel like the guy this year, and I know I'm biased, but I don't think it's just a bias. I don't get why everybody is overlooking Dwayne Haskins. I don't. He's there. Yeah. And that's who the I, and they said they plan on keeping Eli for this year, so it's right. possible that they take Haskins sixth overall yeah. or seventh, wherever they are. It's possible they take him and sit behind Eli for a year. Yeah. But and I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't know what the Giants are doing. I'm happy with it as a Cowboys fan because that's two automatic wins for us. True. But it, it, it is sad. And honestly, somebody made a point yesterday. They said they might be trading all this away so Eli can be like, actually, I don't want to play another year. Maybe I'll just retire. Hey. They said this might be like a try, trying to manipulate Eli into retirement so they don't have to cut him or trade him or like send him off a bad way, you know? But I'm like, man, it's a business. The Cowboys, they were like, yo, Romo. Yeah. Dak is balling. We're going we're done with you yeah. and it just happens, you know. Yeah. So they just need to get rid of him and <laughs> start fresh. I if they're tanking for Tua, I think that's the dumbest thing to do cuz Tua has played one year at Alabama and anytime he's played a good defense, he hasn't looked that great. So it's like um I don't know. I think I need to see more from you if I want to tank from you, you yeah. know. So and if anything Tank two years and get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I I don't know. You don't. You shouldn't be tanking. Just just go get your just get your quarterback and start now. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to trade up and get Kyler, go ahead. If you yeah. want to go for Haskins, go ahead. But I, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Yeah. It's very odd. Um, they're kind of turning. They're kind of looking like the Browns right now. That's what they're starting to look like. Oh yeah, we. I don't know what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. I saw one GM commented they were talking about you know working through the draft and do you go and get I think it was John Elway do you go and get you know the quarterback that you think is going to be the future now or do you wait for the quarterback that you think is going to be the future next year and he said as a GM you can never think for next year you can never think oh that pick will be available next year because you never know you never know what kind of season the college athlete's going to have or where, where he'll be projected or where your draft is going to fall. He said, if you have the opportunity to get a quarterback now, you just do it. And <laughs> That makes sense from John Elway. Yeah. He's had like eight quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. since Peyton's been gone. Yeah, um, so, I mean, sometimes you hit yeah. and miss. But, but they've also been linked to Josh Rosen, so it's possible that they have another first-round pick now. Yeah. 
they have another third round pick. So it's possible that they maybe flip one of those picks for Josh Rosen, which I guess, I mean, if that's your plan, but... Alrighty, well, we will see. We will uh, keep you guys updated on the next few episodes for more free agent news, Um, but definitely excited for the upcoming NFL season. But, Anthony, let's move into what we're here to talk about today, the main segment of the AL East division in MLB. Uh, We are literally just two weeks or one week away from... Opening day in yeah. Japan, I think it, you said it was. Yeah, Saint, um, Saints. Sorry, I'm looking at something. Uh, Seattle Mariners and Oakland A's will open up March 23rd and 24th in Japan. I right. Yes. And then it is the 27th and 20 or the, the 28th. 28th is 28th official, official is opening day. Official day opening day. Yes. So, man, I need to check my facts. But no, you're good. yeah, let's um, let's begin with this division. So last year, obviously, the World Series champs, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they held off the the charge of the Yankees in the AL East, and ultimately the Red Sox really just ran through um, the AL division, the AL conference, and then just crushed the Dodgers in the World Series. So, Anthony, why don't you start recapping um, their season and talk about what they're looking like for 2019? Are they going to get back to the World Series? Yeah, it's a potential. Obviously, it, the one of the hardest baseball is one of the hardest sports to repeat. Um, it's been proven we haven't had a back-to-back champ since the early 90s with the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, they were first last year. Obviously, they were one of the tops in home runs. They hit over 200 home runs. Anytime your team can hit 200-plus home runs, you have a pretty solid year. Uh, they led the league in batting average 270 as a team. Yeah. As a batting average. That is legit. Yeah. Especially when you have a bunch of hitters. They don't have just home run hitters. They have dudes that hit home runs, and they have dudes that hit doubles. Yeah. Like crazy. Everybody in that lineup is hitting 20-plus doubles. It's <laughs> it's a legit lineup. It's one of the best, probably the deepest lineup in all of baseball. Yeah. Um, and they have a really, really solid pitching staff. Chris Sale, when he's healthy, he's top three. You know, I would pick him, you know, up there in the tops with anyone. Uh, David Price kind of got back to form, especially in the playoffs last year. Yeah. It was great to see because every year David Price in the playoffs kind of chokes. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, he's not worth the money. You know, when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays, he came in and he came out of relief as a rookie. And everybody's like, yo, this dude's a stud. He had a great. And then after that, he has just been garbage in the playoffs. I hate to say it, but with the uh, Tigers, with the Blue Jays, and even the first time with the Red Sox. But last year, he balled out in the playoffs. He gave some big games. I think he even had a stretch where he made either two starts in three days or yeah. he started a game and then yeah. he came in relief for a few innings and I was like, yeah, David yeah. Price in that rubber arm. He was back to form. It was good. So, I, I and it's fun to see Dustin Pedroia. He's back and healthy. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully he can get back to form. Pedroia is one of the funnest players in MLB to watch. Yeah, he's like and, the heart and soul of Boston baseball. Yeah, and man, when you have two guys in the top three, I think they might have finished one, two in the MVP, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. You can you you can compete and beat anybody. Yeah, and those two are amazing. Mookie Betts is literally Mookie Betts is kind of challenging Mike Trout the last couple of years. Is is he the best outfitter? Is he the best player in the game? I still think Mike Trout, but Mookie Betts and JD Martinez are right there behind him. Yeah, so I could see the Red Sox definitely getting back there. They definitely have a shot. Um, but it just it just depends on hunger because when you ball out like you did last year and you win and you just. And you go through that. Sometimes you just go through the motions. Like the Cubs, since they won that World Series, they've kind of just been average. They mm-hmm. haven't been the same. Yeah, it's just different. And Houston, 
when they won a couple years ago, where everybody's like, dude, they're young, they're about to take off. And I mean, they keep getting back to the playoffs, but they, the Red Sox demolished them. Yeah. You know, so it'll just depend. But I definitely look for the Red Sox to. It's just gonna be tough. Can they? It's gonna be between them and the Yankees for sure. all year. Anybody else in that division? No chance. For sure. Yankees and Red Sox, they'll probably both have 100 wins or at least close to it and they're going to it's going to be between them two. So so the 18 games that those two play, I'm going to be super interested to watch. Yeah. Always fun watching those games. <laughs> yes. Always fun. Um yeah, you talked about JD Martinez was the AL MVP if I stand correct. Is that right? Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think you're right and Mookie Betts is right there. Okay. So, yeah. Um, we should I should have known that, but sorry. No, no, I'm almost positive he was. So about, Martinez Willis? hits 43 home runs, 130 RBIs in 2018. Um, I guess some of the big, the biggest question, really, what you just mentioned was, will the Red Sox be able to? Mookie Betts won. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Good. JD was second. That's why I'm. It was him and Mookie. Okay. Wow, that is surprising. Um, okay, so JD Martinez. 43 home runs, 130 RBI, and Mookie Betts was 32 home runs, 80 RBIs. Um, so they have the bats. They got Dustin Pedroia healthy. He's going to be back in the lineup. It'll be interesting to see how he he fits back in there. A name that I love is Jackie Bradley Jr. From He's the outfielder the field, for the yeah. Red Sox. The stat, If you looked at I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you looked at the stats that he was hitting last year on on two outs it was yeah that's it was when off the charts mm-hmm. anytime that they got down in the pinch they had two outs it's looking like the they're going to close the side Jackie Bradley yeah. comes up and would hit doubles yeah. triples home runs he was he was so clutch for them down the stretch of the regular yes. season and heading into the postseason yeah. he's a guy that I'm excited to watch again in 2019 yeah i think against it was either the Astros or the Dodgers i think it was the Astros he had, I think, ten RBIs with two outs in yes. that series. Yes, and that was in like a four or five game set. Yeah, ten RBIs in a series is legit. Not to mention two outs. So that's like runners on second and third, two outs. Pitcher needs a big out, and Jackie Bradley Jr. can continually clutch. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. It's a really yeah. good point. Alrighty, well, let's move on to then their arch rival and arguably, arguably, probably the second best team in the AL um, the New York Yankees who finished 2018 with a record of 162 so they were just uh, about three games back of the Red Sox from the division title in 2018 but you you mentioned this they hit the Red Sox hit 203 home runs for six in the AL the Yankees hit 267 which yeah. was first in the AL and they're going for 300 this year is it's what potential. it sounds like from from Stanton and Judge yeah. um, so they have a dangerous ball club there um, eighth in the AL in batting average at 250 um, t- their team ERA was fifth in the AL and then they gave up 177 home runs which was fourth in the AL so they have a little bit of work to do uh, on the pitching side but anytime that you have Aaron Judge Giancarlo Stanton uh, Luke Voigt is a guy that you've been talking about all stud. all uh, off season long. Um, Boy he, has some pythons on his arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll be good, but yeah, you just look at this this lineup: Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Gary Sanchez, um, Glaber Torres, Luke Voigt, Troy Tulowitzki, Brett Gardner. It's a great, great, great lineup. 
Um, I think the question for me is is the pitching, but what are you expecting out of the Yankees in 2019? Yeah, the offense will be there, clearly. Um, I, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to see um, if we can win, though. I, I haven't checked up when they'll be able to get Didi Gregorius back because that's a big that's a big bat. Yeah. Didi is so clutch. He just he, started. He hits the ball. He puts the ball in play. I think he just started rehab. Hitting off. Stuff. He just started hitting off a tee. So there you go. So it'll a be couple a while. more, a few more weeks, maybe a couple months. But yeah, um, yeah with the pitching, uh, Tanaka, if he can stay healthy, is always solid. Uh, Severino down with an injury right now. Yep. Sorry, I haven't paid. I forget. I, I don't think. It, I don't think it's serious. I think they just shut him down until opening, kind of until the start of the season, and then he'll start throwing again. But um, yeah, James Paxton is a solid lefty, you know. Um, but there's no, there, there isn't like a huge name other than Luis Severino because Tanaka's kind of been, uh, he's been just middle of the road lately the right. last few years. Right. Jay Happ, kind of, he was big time for Toronto last year before he came over to the Yankees, and he didn't really live up to it for the Yankees and. And it's interesting with Sonny Gray, who was right. a Cy Young contender with Oakland for you for a few years. He came to the Yankees and he failed miserably. And yeah. he moved on to the Reds and he came out last week and said, "Yeah, the analytics that the Yankees pitcher like the pitching that they wanted to do. He's like, I don't like to throw sliders. I throw a slider with two strikes, and they wanted me to throw sliders nonstop, constantly, constantly, constantly. So I'm like, okay, if they're if they don't see Sonny Gray was a beast at Oakland, they bring him here and they're like, "Yo, we don't care what he used to do. We're using analytics." So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't know how I feel about their pitching analytics, you know, because mm-hmm. it obviously turned Sonny Gray into something he wasn't. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if 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 it's that or if they'll let these guys kind of call their own games and pitch. Like these are big leaguers; they know how to pitch, they know how to get people out, or if they'll stay with the analytics. But offense is obviously going to carry them a lot. They'll have some decent pitching. I wouldn't be surprised. The Yankees have been searching for a big arm for a while. They were linked to Corey Kluber again, Trevor Bauer. They've been linked to other pitchers. You know, like we talked about last week, Madison Bumgarner is a big arm on a team that's not going to be that good. Yeah. I want to be. Maybe he's a guy, the kind of guy. Maybe they go get Zach Greinke when the Diamondbacks are starting to fail. I don't know. I'm just throwing some names out there. Some pitchers. Dallas Keuchel is a free agent. Yeah. They've been linked to him before. I don't want to see him go there because I don't want to see him shave the beard. So, because that's the Yankees' rule. Yeah. You know, no facial hair, but. Um, that would be weird seeing him without a beard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, I'm super excited to see rookie of the year Miguel Andujar and Glaber Torres um, back in that lineup at full, a full year because they got called up last year and they hit, they had some, some good numbers, and I'm yeah. looking for them to add to it and I think those two bats plus Luke Voigt those are three dudes that got called up last year they didn't play the full year yeah and they all have potential to hit 30 home runs yeah that's where the 30 home run potential could come in you know yeah we know Stanton and Judge are probably going to get us 40 they kind of had a a down year Judge and Stanton they both hit 50 plus the year before and Stanton had 42 or I think is that are these the projected stats or is these the last year's uh, let's see. Judge hit twenty seven last year, and Stanton hit thirty eight. Yeah. Down there at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I they both should be in the forty range again. Yeah. You know, maybe fifties in that yeah. ballpark. So, I'd be. That's going to be a fun race to watch. See if they can get to three hundred. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Glaber Torres. He only played in one hundred twenty three games last year. Hit twenty four home runs, seventy seven yeah. RBIs. So. 
yeah. I think he's going to really make a name for himself in 2019. Yeah, he, he's the, the future program. shortstop of that team. Yeah. Even with Didi Gregorius' talent. Glaber is the... So, if for, for you guys, just real quick. Glaber was the number one prospect in baseball for a few years that the Yankees traded Aroldis Chapman for. So, tell me how finessing they did on the Cubs. The Cubs did get a ring with Chapman, and he closed it. But the Cubs got rid of Glaber Torres... Tell me they wouldn't love to have him now with all yeah. the struggle that uh, Addison Russell is having. Yep. And they got Aroldis Chapman back in free agency right after that World Series. Yep. So the Yankees really pulled a fast one on that one. That was good. Wow. Typical Yankees deal. So Glaber Torres is finally up. He's never going to go down to the minors again. This dude is ready to be the stud. He's ready to turn, do Correa, Lindor. Yeah. He's that kind of player. All right. We have the another amazing prospect to talk about with the next team. Oh, yeah. Why don't you cover them? Vlad Guerrero Jr. I don't even care to talk about the Blue Jays. I just want to say <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. We just want to see him. I'm so excited to see this. Bi- dude is humongous. Yeah. And he hits the ball so hard and so far. And uh, if you all know baseball, you know Vlad Guerrero. His dad, his pops, a big time for the Expos, for the Angels. You know, and... Um, He's a Hall of Famer. So Vlad Guerrero Jr., the reason they kind of let Josh Donaldson go and they got rid of him was obviously because of a little bit of age, but because Vlad Guerrero was behind him, third base. And uh, he was kind of tearing it up this spring, but they shut him down, a little bit of injury. Um, So he's probably not going to start the year in the big leagues. He might still be in the minors. And I think he's been – they want to take their time with this guy. Yeah. They don't want to rush him up, and I think he's been playing so well that the pressure was like, we need to call him up. I think that's kind of why they shut him down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays, fourth in the East last year. They hit 217 home runs, so I, a bunch of power. They can still um, hit. Yeah, a bunch of power came from Justin Smoke and, I believe, uh, Encarnacion was still with them. No, yeah. Encarnacion was with the Indians last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Kendris Morales was there. But, yeah, other than Justin Smoke, eh, there's really not. I mean. They just had some pretty, it looks just like pretty consistent Yeah, they hitters. have decent players. Yeah. Randall Gritchick, um, Goriel Jr., Kendris Morales. Kevin Pillar is always solid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than, and then, obviously, I, lo- I love Marcus Stroman as a pitcher. This dude is swag on yeah. the mound. Yeah. Like. My dude raps all on the on the in, in the off season and off the field on and off the mound. And this dude, he's tatted up. He's got the chain. He's got his shirt unbuttoned. Like he literally is like, "Yo, dude, are you about to model? Or are you about to put on a fashion show? Or are you about to pitch?" And he is a dog. I love watching that dude pitch. He kind of had a down year last year. Yeah. Um. So I'm ready to see him step it up and kind of finally be like the ace because they've given him the reins. You know, they had some others, but yeah. There's not much expectations with the Blue Jays this year. It's just going to be, I can't wait to see, obviously, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they ended up finishing fourth in the AL East with a 73 and 89 record. And yeah. kind of what you alluded to, the pitching was way down. They had a, a team ERA of 4.85, which was 12th in the AL. Gave up 208 home runs compared to the, the 217 that they hit. So not a very good margin there. Um I think the biggest question that they that they go into 2019 with is will Marcus Stroman remain a Blue Jay throughout the season? Just based on, based on what it looks like as how they're being projected for the season, we, obviously they're not going to be a contender 
of the Red Sox and the Yankees. So that would be a trade prospect that I would be looking at for them to potentially move if things go south pretty quickly. Just he is getting he is getting older. Uh, the speed on the fastball is coming down. Um, he would be a great starting pitcher to acquire for a, a contender team. So that will be um, something to keep an eye on. And then yeah, like you said, when is Vlad Jr. coming in? I don't I don't know if it'll be 2018 or 2019, but I, if not then, I think 2020. I think he'll be up this year just because they're obviously not going to be good. And once you get near the All-Star break, he's going to be killing it in AA, AAA, wherever they put him. Probably AA just because that seems to be the route lately. you know. Yeah. Um, and they're going to need some reason to put the fans in the seats. True. And I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is that guy. Okay. Um, Hopefully, I, I think he'll be up there. By I think he'll be up there by the All Star break. Okay. Alrighty, moving on to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, this is the team that you know most people kind of forget about the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they finished 90-72, and 72, which was third in the AL East, which might surprise some people. But no matter what players they have on their team, whether it's you know big names like Evan Longoria or this year when, when they moved him, they always seem to compete. So they were dead, almost dead last in home runs, 150 home runs, but they were third in the AL in batting average at 259. They had a team ERA of 3.74, which was second in the AL. And then they only gave up 164 home runs, second in the AL. Um, this year, some key players to look for is Matt Duffy, who I don't know if he was with them in 2019. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he um, was. And then uh, Tommy Pham and Mike Zunio. So they those three guys are going to be their big hitters. Um, one is a, a catcher. One is a – Duffy's a third baseman. And then Pham, a great outfielder, has some speed and some great power. Um but I don't know. I don't know if they can if they can get up to ninety wins again, just based on what I'm seeing. What do yeah. you think? Uh, I'm super excited for Yandy Diaz, my boy. Oh from yes, the Indians. they traded him. Yes. Yeah, my boy from the Indians went there. Um, he's finally going to get an everyday position. I think they're going to have him at first base instead of third. Yep. And man, Yandy Diaz, he hits the ball so freaking hard, and it's always line drives. If this dude learns a little bit about launch angle. He's gonna be a thirty to forty home run guy, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, this dude, I you've you heard it all summer last year. I remember like, yo, have you seen this dude for the Indians? Look at this picture. This dude was ripped and jacked, so freaking huge. But um, and then there's one other guy, Austin Meadows. He's been a big time yep. young prospect for the Pirates. Okay, he came over in that Chris Archer trade last year, and Austin Meadows uh, looks like the future for them. Um, like their future big name. So obviously when the Rays have been at their best, we've always known they've had some nice outfielders. You know, they had Carl Crawford, BJ Upton. We loved watching those guys play. Yeah. And Austin Meadows looks to be that next guy. Kevin Kiermaier is solid in center field. This dude is flying all over the yeah. field, yeah. making diving catches, hitting the wall all the time. Yeah. And and he hits the ball and he steals bases. So they're actually they're, I love it because they're no big names, but they're all very solid fundamental baseball players and that's exactly. what win, wins games, man. Yeah. And Blake Snell, yeah, Cy Young yes. last year, yes, he is lights out lefty. He's 
No joke. He yeah. is solid. They bring so, in Charlie Morton. Yeah, so we'll see how Chyler... Chyler. I was reading Tyler and <laughs> saying Charlie. Sorry. Charlie Morton, Tyler Glass now, you know, uh, Ryan Stanek. But I don't know, some of these other starters that could potentially be there. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if they'll get to 90 wins, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do. That's yeah. kind of like the Oakland A's. It's like, you know what? They... Just they just really surprise people. They, they're fundamental. They're going to play defense. They're going to get stops, and yeah. that's big, you know. So yeah, yeah. One name I was reading about was Joey Wendell, the yeah. uh, their second baseman. He had a really um, kind of strong finish to the 2018 season. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up with let's see here. He only hit seven home runs, but had 61 RBIs, had 16 stolen bases, and just from what it looks like in spring training, he's really been tearing it up. And should improve upon that, and just kind of be that he's a great defender, um, and just yeah. be that solid piece in the center of the hitting. He's projected to hit third, so yeah, um, he's got some power. Just haven't seen it, but he's going to continue to to grow into that. So a player to keep an eye on if you were looking for, mm-hmm. you know, potential MVP candidate for just not in the AL or the the league, but just within the team. Obviously, El Garcia is another. He he could be a big time pickup for them. He was good for the Tigers. You know, for a few years, and he was kind of, he kind of got some unnecessary pressure put on him because he has a, the young Miguel Cabrera body type, ah. and and he literally he worked out with Miguel Cabrera a lot, and yeah. they thought he was going to be the next Miguel Cabrera. I'm like, man, that's a lot to call, put on a guy, um, but he has the similar batting stance. He's got the lay, the, the 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 pants pulled up to the knees. He looks like Miguel Cabrera without. The Miguel Cabrera production, but I'm excited to see obviously El Garcia uh, playing as well. Alrighty, and then uh, moving on to the I guess the bottom of the AL was the Baltimore Orioles. They finished with only 47 wins, 115 losses, which was fifth in the AL East last. They were ninth in the AL in home runs, 188. They were 15th in the AL hitting at just uh, 240. The last in team ERA of 5.18, and then they gave up 234 home runs, uh, which was 15th in the AL. So a big differential. They only hit 188 home runs, gave up 234. That, if you do the math, is going to equal a 47 and 115 overall record. Um, Mark Trumbo was a, a guy that they – he was hurt last year. He's, he's, he's old. He's a veteran slugger, um, but he should be back in 2019. Um, but obviously they gave Manny Machado was traded midseason to the Dodgers and now he's with the Padres. Um, but my questions are, they're obviously in a rebuild. Buckshow Walter is trying to manage the team the best that he can, but um, how long is the rebuild going to take is question one. Can Chris Davis bounce back? He had a pretty rough 2018 season. He's kind of been the back piece, backbone piece of the Orioles team. And then who in the world is going to fill the pitching rotation? So... Why don't you break down some players that um, are going to be highlighted on this team and what your predict- predictions are for the upcoming year? Yeah, I I don't want to wish this on them, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if they're forty seven wins again. <laughs> honestly, um, they're just not that good. Uh, Trey Mancini was a guy that came up last year um, and really really played well. You know, he hit the ball all over the park. He hit a lot of bombs. You know, he hit some doubles. Uh, he's a solid piece. Um, Chris Davis is just getting worse and worse every year. Yeah. He strikes out at almost at least every at-bat. Or not every at-bat. At least every game he ends a game with at least one strikeout. It's really sad. Um, 
Mark Trumbo, yeah, but it's interesting. No more, oh my, no wow. more Manny. Obviously, Chris Davis hit one sixty eight last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He Holy like cow. man, if you can't hit your weight, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, you know? wow. Um, so they obviously lost Adam Jones as well. Adam Jones is gone. Jonathan Scope's gone. Yeah, Manny. Manny's gone. All the guys that have been there for so long are gone now. Yeah. Um, but I. I they're definitely going to finish last in the East. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what is his name? What is his name? Oh yeah, Yusniel Yusniel Diaz. Yes. He's the one, obviously, the main prospect in that trade for Manny. Yep. From the Dodgers. Yep. I don't know if he'll be up this year um, or not, but yeah, I, there's not much to talk about with the Orioles. It's sad, you know. I'd love to see Mark Trumbo and Chris Davis maybe hit 40 bombs again like they used to, but it's not going to help. So, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Orioles fans. It's they were up there for a while a couple of years ago. They were really competing well yeah. um, when they had Machado, Davis, and Trumbo. They were all hitting the ball well, um, and Adam Jones. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna say fifth in the AL East for them as well. And I would be surprised if they called up Diaz. I'm gonna think it's gonna be a 2020 call up for him. They pre- predict him at 2019, but I think yeah. I think I'm gonna just say 2020 off a hunch. Yeah, I, and I, I'm looking there. There, you asked earlier how long is this rebuild gonna take? Their minor league system doesn't look that good right now. Yeah. Outside of Yuzniel, Yuzniel, I don't know how to say it. Sorry, Diaz. It's so they really don't have any prospects coming up either. But this will be a good thing. They're obviously gonna have. I think they have the number one pick in the draft because of this record that they had, 47 wins. Yeah. And they could potentially have number one pick next year's draft too, you know, or at least top five. So they'll be able to get them a couple big time college players or high school players that are up and coming. Yep. Um, which we see how quick they can turn teams around. Yep. Bryce Harper did it. Yep. You know, Trout's done it. So that's that's interesting. So, but that's that's gonna be it for the AL East. So Red Sox, Yankees, a two team race. Tampa Bay Rays might surprise some people, but yep. they're not gonna get near a hundred wins like the Yankees and Red Sox. So. Yep. Who are, who are you going with to win the division? Red Sox or Yankees? I'm going to go Red Sox right now, and then obviously we'll talk all summer. If the Yankees make a move and get a big arm, then the Yankees can put themselves up there. But I, I, I'm taking the Red Sox. Yeah. They're proven, obviously. Yeah, I'm going with them too. All the bats, all the yeah. arms. They are loaded again to make a run at the World Series, and it's going to be a great it's going to be a great year for the ALEs. I'm really excited yeah. just to see Yankees, Red Sox, all those games. Yeah. Um, but... So, we're done with baseball, but I just want to drop some breaking news that just came through. Oh, here we go. Because we were talking about the New York Giants. I don't even know what this is. (laughs) They just signed Golden Tate to a four-year deal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I need to to drop him off my fantasy (laughs) team now. Just wait, because if they get Dwayne Haskins, I'm telling you, Golden (laughs) But yeah, so... I just wanted to put that because we talked a lot about the Giants before we started baseball. So All right. The New York Giants, four-year deal, 37 mil. Wow. Yeah. So Golden Tate, I feel like he could have got more money somewhere else, a better deal. But Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't whatever. sign I'm surprised he didn't sign with the Patriots. I don't know what the New York Giants Sterling, or Golden Sterling Tate Shepherd, is doing. Sterling Shepard so. already plays some slots. So. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Giants being Giants, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is it for episode 13. We have the AL Central coming up next, so Anthony is going to be crushing it in that division. With I have the, a surprise. With the Indians. <laughs> surprise for you guys, I promise. Uh, yeah, so 
make sure you tune into our next episode to hear that. And just a reminder, if you do want to get in on the NCAA Bracket Challenge, again, you can win the $25 gift card. Just go ahead and make sure you're following us on Instagram and then tag three three friends on our post and we will get the link up for you to join that and see how far you can go in the tournament. But for Anthony and Noah, we are the Couch Scouts and we will see you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Couch Scout Sports Podcast. For more resources, follow us on Instagram at the Couch Scouts Pod. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.